1: and the comic counselor.
0: Show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. That's a good one. So, Truth Nation. We're proud to be celebrating Black History Month with the Milwaukee Bucks on HBC Night. And that game is on Tuesday, February 27th. So make sure you tune in to the award winning 101.7 The Truth from noon till 6. Because Truth Family will be broadcasting live from Potawatomi Club at the Fiserv Forum. You'll hear Melanie Ricks, Tori Lowe, and me bringing you all of your favorite content live from the Milwaukee Bucks HBCU Night Celebration Game. So tune in. We got a special remote broadcast live noon till six Pottawatomie club, Pfizer farm Tuesday, the 27th, right here on Milwaukee black number five. <laughs> I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm just having fun. It's Friday. It's Friday. So first of all, My number one today is going to drive you crazy. So just so you know that. So we already talked about number five. Student brought uh, marijuana edibles to a Germantown school, Kennedy Middle School in Germantown. Sent a letter home. Hey, (laughs) y'all. And it was interesting that in the letter, it said, I'm working with Superintendent Dr. Reuter on issuing Germantown School District consequence. What kind of Germantown School District consequences are there for bringing an illegal drug to school? And the Germantown Police Department has completed their investigation. So what was it? Like you, you don't have to tell us who, but you could tell us what, what was the person charged with? What did they get? Yeah. Germantown. Right. Yeah. You do know we'll probably never, ever, ever find out unless somebody leaks it. Oh, wait. It's Germantown. Nobody's going to leak anything. Number four. The bipartisan Wisconsin Ethics Commission is recommending felony charges against a slate of Republicans, including former President Donald Trump's fundraising committee and a state lawmaker for their role in an alleged scheme to evade campaign finance limits and donations in the 2022 primary opponent assembly speaker, Robin Voss, the commission this week issued the referrals to district attorneys across the state. If the prosecutors decide not to charge the commission may ask another district attorney or attorney general, Josh Call to pursue prosecutions. So I I, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Usually, if you go to a DA and a DA decides they don't want to press charges, that's it. You don't get to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing until you get to the right one. That's like if a judge rules um, and, and it's final, it's final. And if the DA, who has unlimited immunity or a version thereof, of once they decide not to do something, they can't get charged or thrown out or even questioned unless it's unethical, I don't really know. They're saying that Trump and his supporters pressured Voss and other legislative leaders to take illegal and impossible steps to decertifying election results. Okay, but what did they do? Because Voss is the most powerful, Trump made the speaker a target, building a campaign against him through personal phone calls, public statements criticizing Voss. That's kind of like not against the law. Racing County candidate. Adam Steen launched a primary challenge against Voss primarily on a platform of Voss' decision to not entertain Trump's request to overturn a legitimate election result. So they're making Voss the victim, and they're going after other people. Hey, oh well. I guess they'll see in court. Number three. A bipartisan effort to address potential discrepancies in sentencing for doctors. Medical doctors who sexually assault their patients, get this, hit a snag in the state Senate following approval by the Assembly months ago. The bill, which aims to close a loophole in the law, criticizing, I'm sorry, criminalizing such conduct, was set to receive a vote in the Senate committee two weeks ago, but was removed from the schedule. Its advocates remain hopeful it can make it to Tony Evers' desk by the fast approaching end of the legislative session. I haven't given up. It ain't over till it's over. So that was Representative Republican Representative Barb Dietrich from Oconomowoc, and Representative Lisa Subek, Democrat of Madison, said time is running out, but time isn't up yet. Under current law, it's a Class C felony for a person who is a licensed employee or non-client resident of an entity that provides various welfare, foster, adoption and health services, including a hospital, to have sexual contact or sexual intercourse with a client of the entity. That designation applies to most health care workers but leaves room for exceptions. Proposed legislation would apply the same felony penalty to any hospital provider recognized with a license or certification by state law who has sexual contact or sexual intercourse with a patient. As defined by law to whom the healthcare provider is providing health care services during any treatment, consultation, interview or examination. The status statutes define patient as a person who receives health care services from a healthcare provider. With this, the offender could face up to 40 years and they would also be required to register as a sex offender. So the bill's author cites a case that occurred in Madison a few years ago. Former internal medicine doctor from UW Health, Michael Tom, charged in 2017 second degree sexual assault of a health care em- by a healthcare employee, fourth degree sexual assault, class A misdemeanor, after a female patient reported his actions as her physician to the police. Well, Madison Police handled it. The patient reported that Tom had sent her nude photos of himself, touched her inappropriately during the exam and the patient reported that Tom had encouraged her to book appointments through him rather than the scheduling service. And he started to schedule those appointments late in the day and use the exam room, blah, 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 blah. But the felony charges were dropped because the incident occurred at a clinic that did not meet the definition of an entity. In the existing state law governing sexual assault by healthcare providers, Tom ultimately pled guilty to misdemeanor charge and surrendered his license. So you can take him to a clinic, but you can't. Th-
0: hmm. I'm confused. Number two.
1: In the voting booth, May, uh, April 2nd, Milwaukeeans will be asked whether or not they're willing to raise their property taxes to increase funding for NPS. While top, Officials like former Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes to Mayor Cavalier Johnson are drumming up support for the measure. There's a new face in the opposition, Milwaukee private defense attorney, Daniel Adams Adams who has a history of organizing political projects in Milwaukee as a self-identified Democrat and libertarian said he turned in paperwork on this past Wednesday to register his opposition committee, Milwaukeeans for affordable housing. Adam declined an interview with JS online, and in an emailed statement, he said he formed the committee as a rallying point for Milwaukee's working families who oppose another property tax hike. It is my hope that over the next month, the community will use their collective voice to oppose the proposed tax and vote against it. So Adams committee is getting a late start. The committee supporting the referendum vote. Yes, for NPS already existed. And. Barnes, who's an NPS graduate, joined others of Vote Yes supporters on Thursday for a media event outside NPS. He argued the referendum is needed to pay teachers well, retain the best staff, and give students quality education regardless of their zip code. Funny that you should have been doing that all along, and you need more money to do it now? And we just gave you a referendum four years ago. So, hmm, kind of interesting. Number one. This story is from a place where we have a lot of people who are from uh, that particular place that live in Milwaukee, and that's Mississippi. So, the mother of Quintavious Eason filed a federal lawsuit against police officers who arrested him. The mother of a 10-year-old arrested by Mississippi Police for... Urinating in public is not backing down. So after previously contesting the child's, get this, probation terms, how'd you get to probation? She just filed a $2 million lawsuit against the police department. Quintavious Eason, now 11, was apprehended by Senatobia police last August after he relieved himself outside his mother's car while he waited for her to come out of an attorney's office per NBC News. The third grader wasn't handcuffed, but they took him to the station in a patrol car, despite his mother being present and able to transport himself. Now, think about a 10-year-old sitting in a car in August. It's hot, and now he has to go to the bathroom, and mom's not coming back, and he doesn't have a cell phone, and he can't call. He doesn't know where she is, so he steps out the car, and he's at the curb, and he urinates. What would you do to that little boy? Me, with 30 years of law enforcement, would have found his mother and scolded her for not coming out out and checking on her kid. Or you should have took the kid up in the office with you, but you didn't. Next time, don't do that. Don't be dumb. And we're done. Right. Latanya Eason previously stated in the press conference that her son was placed at a holding cell for an hour while his paperwork was being processed. Senatobia police chief Richard Chandler said his employees violated department policy regarding how to handle juveniles. And the incident triggered an internal complaint was investigated according to our procedures. As a result, one of the officers is no longer employed and the other will be disciplined. We will have a mandatory juvenile training department wide. But till Atanya, terminating this person wasn't enough. So now, She's taking justice into her own hands. She filed a lawsuit last Wednesday in federal court in Mississippi, alleging excessive force, intentional infliction of emotional distress, failure to train and supervise, false arrest, and malicious prosecution. I think you could get the malicious prosecution, but false arrest, I don't know if you're going to get that. And somebody says, oh, my God, it's terrible. Well, here's what happened. The suit comes after the child was given a court order to check in with a probation officer once a month for three months following the incident. So here's my question. If, oh, he was also required to write a two-page report about Kobe Bryant. What? But anyway, so is part of it after three months the kid gets his, gets his record expunged and it disappears? If that's part of it, mm, she might be just trying to get some money. I don't know. So I checked the Mississippi State Bar. Right? So, youth court law divides misdeeds by juveniles into three categories. Status offenses, actions by someone between the ages of 7 and 18, including being habitually disobedient to a parent or guardian, willfully and habitually violating school rules, or being absent or running away from home without reason. Criminal offenses are the most serious crimes and carry a penalty of life imprisonment or death like murder or armed robbery. A juvenile over the age of, get this, 13, charged with a crime, stands trial as an adult in criminal court. Aside from the criminal offense mentioned, a delinquent act is an action by a juvenile that would be considered a crime if committed by an adult. The problem here is nothing here shows the lower age. So status offenses are those offenses that are only – Illegal to children, underage drinking, uh, smoking a cigarette, curfew, runaway, right? Adults can't run away, right? So that is just for children. It's called a status offense. But what they never said is, how young can you arrest a child for a crime like urinating in public? And it doesn't say. So am I to understand 13 you can stand trial. So if you can stand trial at 13 for a crime, that means that this kid was 10 years old. He had absolutely no business being taken into custody. Because you can't arrest a juvenile. They have to be taken into custody. Just different terminology. Same thing. No handcuff, no nothing. You wrote this kid up and gave him probation and he's 10 years old. Yeah, if I was mama, if I was mama, but I'd be daddy federal lawsuit.
0: Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017thetruth, the Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. The Black Owned Business Give Back is back. We have teamed up once again with Associated Bank to help local Black businesses grow and succeed together. The Home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five Black businesses each quarter of 2024. So, to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's Black Business Give Back. Dot com. Let you build our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules. Head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank, member, F-E-I-C. 833-212-1017 is the number. So, I don't get it. You lock the 10-year-old up. You actually locked a 10-year-old up? I don't get it. I don't get it. For urinating. Now, is it wrong? Yes. But a 10-year-old who has to go to the bathroom because his mother's somewhere and she can't find him? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand. I just, a 10 year old that you locked up because he was urinating because he had to go to the bathroom. He's 10 years old. 10 years old. I don't get it. (sighs) I just don't get it. It's just weird. It's just bizarre. And 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 what do you what do you mean you're you're gonna like take him to the district and make him sit in a cell, which in and of itself, depending on where he was, is illegal if other people can see the kid in the cell. You know? Wow. So Tate County Youth Court Judge Rusty Harlow dismissed the petition seeking to classify Quintavious as a child in need of supervision. A child that used the bathroom because he was 10 years old outside because he couldn't go anywhere. I don't understand. I don't get it, but as they as 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 they say, hey, it is what it is. I guess, I guess. Oh, um, did you ever use Dudley's like hair grease? You don't know what Dudley's is. You know what Dudley's is? Okay, so Dudley's is a hair grease that. Like hair grease, hair oil, I guess what you call it, whatever you call it. Um, when I was growing up, probably until recently, Dudley's was very, pretty pretty well known as as far as for black people's hair. So you could clean up your kitchen in the back. You needed, you needed Dudley's, right? Well, the patriarch of Dudley hair care, entrepreneur and philanthropist Dr. Joe L. Dudley, he passed away, senior, Joe L. Dudley senior, he passed away. Uh, last week. 86 years old. He was in Greensboro, North Carolina. So. And I remember him growing up. Um, you know, Dudley hair care was like, you know. You had to have Dudleys. Anybody remember that? You had to have Dudleys for your hair. If I remember correctly, um yeah, they make skin hair. They make skin hair, eyes. Um any any skin products they make. Them. Shampoo, serum, cleansing milk, all that stuff. They started out with just one little like one little uh thing, right? One little round thing of deadlies, and you had to put grease on your hair, and, and and so when you when you pressed your hair, you ever press your hair? Like, do they even do that anymore? Straightening hair, I rarely see black women with straight hair now, unless it's a wig. And I'll be honest, I really like straight hair. I like braids and. Hair that that reflects your ethnicity. So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of a that was kind of a throwback to see uh, Dudley when that when that came across. I was like, wow, I i forgot I had forgotten all about um, Dudley. You know, when we come back, I'm going to talk about a guy who. Well, I'm gonna let you tell me how you would classify him. Because it sounds like there's some shenanigans going on. And the shenanigans
0: have to do with about
1: $340 million.
0: More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to
1: Truth in the Afternoon. Hey, you got to remember, Panther basketball is tonight, 630. Coverage starts, 7 o'clock, tip-off It's the UWM Panthers and the Youngstown State Penguins. They're home tonight, so make sure you hang out. So before the break, I was talking about, well, a $340 million. But we won't know whether or not it's a mistake yet. So it's not every day that $340 million falls into your lap. And if it does, well, no. Are you going to give it up without a fight? As John Cheeks, who got the surprise of his life in January of 2023 when he saw the winning D.C. lottery numbers posted online, matched the numbers on his ticket. And then following a close friend's advice, he took a picture of the winning numbers on his computer screen for reference. Cheeks said the numbers remained on the website for what? Three days following The drawing, but then he tried to claim his $340 million prize and he was told that he's not a winner and that the numbers were posted by mistake. So now Cheeks is asking the courts to help him get his money suing Powerball, D.C. Lottery and others for the $340 million jackpot and interest. On what he should have got, so. Teato Enterprises, a lottery contractor who's named in the lawsuit, says it accidentally posted the wrong winning numbers online as part of a test. The company, which manages the D.C. Lottery website, added that the numbers on Mr. Cheek's ticket could not have been the same day from January 7th on-air drawing because they were posted online the day before. But Cheek's attorney, Richard Evans, told NPR that the suit, is about the reliability of institutions that promise life-changing opportunities while heavily profiting in the process. He went on to compare Mr. Cheek's situation to a November 2023 incident in Iowa, when lottery contractors accidentally posted the wrong numbers for several hours. Players with winning tickets were allowed to collect their prizes between $4 and $200 before the mistake was corrected later that day for his part. He just wants the money that he believes he won fair and square. Should he receive that money? eight three three two one two one zero one seven? Should he, who's just a customer, bought the ticket and in good faith got jacked? Should he get his money or should he not get his money? Should he receive 340000 uh 340000 Yay! Should he get 340000 or $340 million? Think about that. $340 million that he thought he had. Now, what were some of the things he probably did when he thought he was going to win? Right? Started talking trash. Quit his job. Did all sorts of things. Only to find out later. Oops. <laughs> you didn't win. But the weird thing about it is I would have worked it out with the lawyer that if we win, you only get 25%. Like, I'm not giving you a quarter of my money. Should this man get his $340 million? They made made an honest mistake. They posted the wrong numbers. And, well, now he's looking for, as they say, his loot in life. 833 212 1017 is the number. Shirley, you're on the award winning 1017 the truth.
2: Hello, Dr. Kian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Just getting off work and off for the weekend. So I'm actually I'm great. <laughs>
1: I know that's right.
2: Mm-hmm. But you know fully well, Dr. Kian. What? And that man is money. <laughs> that man is money. <laughs> Stop playing, and they only doing it because he is he, he, a black man, right? Well, yeah, but I don't know if that's why. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Get that man his money. I don't care nothing about your mistake. Uh, <laughs> it's in my favor. It's in my favor. Yeah. Get that man his money.
1: He should get all of it or some of it.
2: All of it, but it was it's an honest a mistake. Last time. But it was an honest mistake. Okay. I don't care how honest it was. <laughs> I'm uh, that. You know, they've been taking people money with this lottery, uh, and they got the money to pay out. They got the they got it to pay out. Of okay, course they, they do. So they do. They make billions. Give that man his money so he can celebrate Black History Right.
1: <laughs> all right thank you much sir <laughs> all
2: right all right
1: all right 833-212-1017 is the number eddie you're on the award-winning 1017 the truth
2: hey dr ken how you doing hey what's up hey what's up hey my thing about this is something you said that it doesn't make it clear uh did you say one they said it was a test i'll talk about that but the other thing the numbers came out before the day of the lottery, or is that clear?
1: Yes, they, they came out the day before.
2: The day before. So actually the numbers that came out was in the day of the lottery, of the drawing, right? Well, is that's on, on the argument
1: right? that they're using. They're saying they came out the day before. He's saying they came out the day of, and he won his money.
2: And then he took a picture of it. He took a picture so of it. If the numbers, if the numbers were the date, the, to me the date, uh, would be important because if the numbers came out, the date of the drawing, then there's no argument. Correct. Am I correct? Correct. Right. And not only that. To me, um, it, uh, you said it said something about a test. Well, that's a hell of a test. Why would you put something out there like that for a <laughs> test, and not and, and not and not you know having a, a, a something just say that this is just a test or right. whatever, you know. Right. It's just like with the machines at the casino. It, they always tell you there's a malfunction. If there's a malfunction, it voids out the uh the, the claim because when people win those large jackpots, they make sure everything working right. So, you know, it's all draws suspicions to me that these people know what they're doing, know who they want to win. I mean, I personally know who they win. But uh, remember a couple of years ago, a few years ago, wasn't there another scandal with the lottery where the person uh, got caught uh, cheating, where they, he knew the, what the numbers were that was come out? Something along that line. So it brings up another question with me. How honest is the lottery if they can do something like this? Well, they usually draw the numbers early, and there's
1: a few minutes or maybe an hour or so that they know exactly what the numbers are, right? Somebody leaks it, somebody, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, and right. I think that's what this guy got caught a few years ago. They leaked the numbers. Out. So, I don't know. It was some kind of scandal with that years ago. But, um, like you said, these people are making billions and billions of dollars. So, what would it hurt to just get a man? Because he's not going to get the whole 340 anyway. You know, and I would have just let that uh, uh, water up under the bridge and learn from it or something like that. Because it should have a check and balance system to make sure things like that don't happen. I never heard why would they want to test the lottery numbers? That that's crazy. Well you gotta test it to
1: make sure it works. You gotta test the website to make sure everything is on the up and up, right? What if well, what then if they it,
2: should have a disclaimer? Well they may Didn't have. Didn't they say something like this is just a test? I don't know. I don't run it. You gonna find out you're gonna find out, that, <laughs> gonna find out what if you what if you wanted three hundred and forty million Will well, well, we just had, would uh, would you show up for work the next day or what? I don't I don't play the lottery like that, so I'll probably never. But know. if you did, let's, let's say hypothetically you okay. you played the lottery and you saw that you won three hundred and forty million, would would you come back? Would you quit immediately uh, on a radio station or no? I uh, would or, not. Uh, I think if I would won not. it, if
1: if I won it, I would still do the radio show. Oh, you would? Yes, but. I would verify it first. I wouldn't just start doing stuff and going around saying, hey, do this, do that. I can do this. I can quit. No, talking trash. I wouldn't do that. I would would verify it, go to the lottery office, make sure it's valid, make sure everything's done, sign on the dotted line, transfer the money, then I'm going to decide what I'm going to do.
2: Easy said and done. When the wrong call nope. comes in and, nope. and tees you off, nope. you're probably I ain't got to take nope. it. Because <laughs> and, and watch
1: this. Here's why. You you if you plan for it, you'll do the right thing. You got to have a plan okay. in place. It's, yeah. it's 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 like money. If you haven't planned on what you're gonna do when you get money, when you get it, you're gonna lose your mind.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time. Yep. You're right about that one. Oh, yeah. Just because you got money doesn't mean you know what to do with it. That's why kids burn through it. it.
1: That's why kids burn yeah. through money because nobody right. taught them how to them. That's why a lot, lot
2: of people burn through it. They, right. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. You got to be groomed to, to handle that amount of money. That's right. Because everybody out the woodwork coming at you when you yep. got that kind of money. I wouldn't want to tell nobody I won, but that's another story. All right. Thanks, Dr. Ken. All
1: right. Appreciate you. 833-212-1017. Third break <laughs> is, is the number.
0: Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 the truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com mm
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Um, your host, Dr. Ken Harris. As we cruise in 46 minutes after the hour, as we cruise to the end of another week, a pop-off Friday. Yeah. Interesting things going on. Interesting things. Suing Powerball because he won his loot. I'm not mad at him. He should. He should so we can't get loans for stuff we want houses, cars right I don't understand what the governor's office is doing and I think it's stupid it's just me now people will argue with me that you know you want to support people getting loans and I I had a Very, 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 very long argument. And people always, people are afraid of argument. Like they, oh, we aren't arguing. Well, you don't have to raise your voice to make an argument. Like, learn the language. But anyway, we we, we were discussing school loans and how much money the government has made over over and over and over and over and over the years tens of trillions of dollars off of well probably not tens and trillions of dollars but you know interest on those things are are monstrous right so why can't you take just one of those years or two of those years and roll it back and pay them off because you cannot get rid of your school loan like the people that are complaining could walk out of like I see people on TV, they should pay their loans back. They walk out of school. Well, what about the ones who didn't pay it off? What about the ones where marijuana is not, is, is not illegal anymore so they don't go to jail for smoking weed? But when people who did smoke weed and it was illegal went to jail, should we let them out? So if that's the case, when school loans that cannot be discharged, you cannot. The, the, the way to get rid of a school loan is so narrow that you have to be a ball-headed pink leprechaun in order to get your loan discharged in court. You got to pay it. Well, you make the loan, you got to pay it. Right. But the billionaire, the millionaire, who buys property and can't pay for it, cars and can't pay for it, runs up credit cards and can't pay for it, can easily, easily simply come in file bankruptcy, and be done. They'll have bad credit for 10 years. They've already got cash, so it's not like they're hurting for for money, right? Oh, you're going to have bad credit for 10 years. Okay. This story from TMJ4. Many Wisconsin businesses that have taken a hit because this year's mild winter could be eligible for federal disaster loan program. Are you kidding me? Governor Tony Evers' office says some may be eligible for up to, get this, $2 million to cover losses. Just how abnormal has this winter been? Well, National Weather Service says snowfall across the state has been 20 to 30 inches below normal this season, and that's forcing some companies to adjust. Well, everybody else got adjust. You chose a business that has snow. Now there's no snow. I don't know what we're going to tell you. If you take care of industrial snow removal and there's no industrial snow, you made a bad choice this year. You have a seasonal business. That's life. We've had several snow events. One very significant event was pretty important to everybody. Hindsight. Snow Patrol is structured to roll with whatever mother nature brings. It's why they do also landscaping and paving projects. But right now, it's too wet. I don't have a lot of interaction with the smaller companies, but I could see, you know, some of the smaller landscapers are really struggling. So stuck in limbo inside the New Berlin shop, work is underway to improve or repair Snow Patrol's fleet before it's needed again. So the deadline for approaching uh, our approaching for business is thinking about applying for disaster assistance. Wisconsin counties may be covered by multiple declarations. The list below provided the latest available application deadline for covered counties. So you picked wrong and now we're covering for you. Oh, I messed up. Oh, well. Really? I know we say the same thing about schools, but these same businesses, if they go under, they can file bankruptcy. And wipe away all of their debt. Cost of doing business. People with school loans can never, ever do that. You'll be 80 years old, and if you're paying $250 a month on your loan, and your loan's big enough, you'll be paying for it when you die. That's ridiculous. They should have the same power every other person in the country has, if every other person can wipe out their, their car loan. And I'm not saying it's right. You made a, you made a commitment to pay back and, and for whatever circumstances you couldn't, but we opened that opportunity up to every other person in America, except people that went to school. That's, that's kind of bizarre. And you're making trillions of dollars off all those people that went to school. That's why they won't do it. So I think we need to go after all the lawmakers and the legislators. Get rid of them. If you're not going to change the law to make it palatable for people to be able to. And I remember when it came in and people were trying to get rid of their school loans because they were like, hey, January 1st, the law's changing and you won't be able to get rid of your school loan. You'll be stuck with it for the rest of your life. Now, granted, when I first graduated from college, my school loan, you ready? This was my school loan after I graduated from Illinois State University. You ready? $5,400. And at the time, based on the money I was making, at the time, I thought I was, oh, my God, I'll never pay this off. Oh, and I did. And that was that. So it's not like I haven't done it. But at some point, at some point, we got to give people a break. And I think we should. But for snow, I don't know. For snow, it's snowing outside and, you know, we want to give you some money because it didn't snow. Hmm. Well, my business didn't make any money. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I have a, can I have a. Can I have like a couple hundred thousand dollars to tide me over till my business makes money? Is that even right? Is that even something you should do? I don't know. Talking text line, LT said he should not receive the jackpot because those numbers were never drawn. That's not the point. The point is he looked online like they said, dude. If you missed the numbers, look online. He looked online and his numbers were there. So he thought he won. He's so mean, LT. He's so mean. He said, there's a live drawing on TV, and if those numbers don't match, he should not get anything. Y'all mean. Get that get a man to $340 million and make me his lawyer so I can get my third. Hey, I'll take it. There's no way I'd give a lawyer that much money. But lawyers stick together. I'm t- it's, a, it's a third. It's a third. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you a third. Or I'll just become a lawyer and then sue people myself. There you go. <laughs> You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Basketball is coming up. 6.30, start. Tip off at 7, so make sure you hang around for it. Tory Lowe's show is coming up at 6 o'clock. You'll get 30 minutes of him. And then, basketball. So make sure you hang out throughout the weekend because... You'll be getting the best of everybody right here on Milwaukee Black Talk. God bless. Take care. I'm out. Rhea. Hi. Oh, I'm so sad.
2: Aw. Bye, Dr. Rhea's not going to
1: be producing my show anymore. I know. <laughs> I'm going to cry. All right. we're going out to eat. Okay, bye.